Welcome to the SPCSS Digital Learning Bits and Bytes podcast inspired by our dedication for equitable and inclusive educational technology and computer science. Today's digital learning team hosts are Sonal Patel and Dr. Sharisa Chan. Hello everyone, I'm Sharisa Chan. And hi everyone, I'm Sonal Patel. We'd like to begin by introducing our awesome guests, Katie Henry, Head of Partnerships for North America from Microbit Educational Foundation, Melinda Bider from Melva Davis Middle School and Adelanto School District, and Dominique Connerly at Kelly Elementary School in Rialto. They came today to our Changing the World Bit by Bit with Microbit workshop to help engage other teachers just like themselves in Microbit endeavors. We're gonna go ahead and start with our first question and we'll start with Dominique if that's okay. Please share one bit or bite that people may be intrigued to learn about you. Um, something that's in, that they'd be interested to know about me, I am an extroverted introvert, if that makes sense. If Upon meeting me, I'm very, very quiet, but then once you know me, you gotta get me back quiet mm. again. Um, I love traveling, I love having a lot of fun, I just love experiencing life. So. Thank you, that's <laughs> lots of bits and bites, oh. I love it. Uh, and then we'll take it over to Alinda. Okay, something interesting about me, I do also love to travel, mm-hmm. but I also love to drive big rock crawlers that Ooh. are almost taller than me. The wheels are almost Whoa. taller than me. So that's one of the pastimes that my family loved to do. I'll have to see pictures of that. Do you have? A, do both of you have a favorite travel destination? Jamaica, for sure. I've been a few times and I would love it. Wow. I love it, I love it. Thank you. The food, what about you, the culture. Well, my dream site would be Ireland. Ireland. I really want to go to Ireland. Yeah. yeah. I think my favorite, I love to travel as well. Favorite place, Florence, Italy. Oh, wow. I'm guessing you're a traveler, Katie. I'm yeah, that's actually going to be my sort of oh, fun fact. Perfect. Go is, for it. <laughs> uh, I once worked on three continents in three weeks. I was traveling really hardcore for my former job training teachers, and I just got sent all over. So I was, of course, traveling around the U.S. I was in um, three different time zones, got on a plane, went straight to Europe, and from there went straight to Morocco in northern Africa. Oh, wow. <gasps> no way. Wow. But I haven't been to Florence, Italy. That sounds amazing. Amazing. The most out of this world. Like, I don't like to travel to places more than once. But Florence, Italy is probably going to be a retirement home amongst many other retirement homes I'm hoping for. What what brought you there the first time? Um, I went for my, my husband wanted to do his 40th birthday trip over there. So him and I went, we went, you know, when the the flooding was happening in Venice. Mm -hmm. So we went right then. Uh, We had to wear those boots all the way up to our knees. And so was everything a boat was like at a gondola everywhere, everywhere. But it was fun still. It was still fun. So that that's what took me there. I always wanted to go since I was a, a little girl. And I was like, I'm not going to this place until I'm married. And I have money because <laughs> <laughs> because there's lots to do and it's expensive and yeah. it's just a place full of uh, love. Uh, so yeah. I just always said to myself, this is the one place I will not go. I went back, backpacking around Europe when I was a kid. Mm. Actually, not a kid. In my 20s, right? I went backpacking around Europe. But I left Paris and Italy for when I was to find love. I did find love. I ended up going to Paris and Italy. So it all worked out. Sounds like a movie script. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, that's, that's a bit. awesome. Um, so I have that in common too with all of you. I do love to travel. Uh, we go to the same destination often, which is Hawaii. That's my home away from oh, home. Yeah. However, I really love Japan. That is where my mom's side of the family is mm-hmm. from. 
um, oddly enough, my mom's never been to Japan before. So uh, my brother and I have both gone there, and my dad has gone as well. My mom is the only one of Japanese heritage yet to go. So we, wow. we, will, we will get there. Our plan is actually to go hopefully this year or next. So that's, that's in the works. But thank you so much for sharing those tidbits about you. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So we will go ahead and start with a question for you now, Katie. Um, Tell us a bit about the Microbit Educational Foundation and what you do there. The Microbit Educational Foundation is a nonprofit based in Oxford, England, um, but with a global impact. We are dedicated to the mission of inspiring every child to create their best digital future. We do that through hardware and software that we design and develop, teaching and learning materials that we co-create with other teachers worldwide, and then through partnership. So my role is actually looking after our partnerships just in North America, and it's honestly the best job in the world. And it started in England, is that what you said? It did. Those were my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. back in 2016, the Microbit launched. It was a project out of the BBC. Um, Every year, seven students have received a free Microbit, and since then, the project has just grown worldwide. Awesome, thank you. And I just have to say a little bit about that because Katie Henry has just been so instrumental in helping us grow our work here at County. Uh, there are official partners now, we're happy to say, and they've just thrown so many resources at us, including teacher learning and professional development, which I'm sure you'll hear about soon. And furthermore, Katie is here with us all the way from Philadelphia here in California to support Woo-hoo. us with this event. So definitely we're thankful that we mm-hmm. have you and we're partners and, you know, it's, it's nice to be in that same circle. So thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Today, all of you came to our Change in the World Bit by Bit Microbit Workshop, which was facilitated by the amazing Dr. Chan over here. What are some of your takeaways, especially working with the UN Sustainable Goals? I, I never even thought about um, how I would tie the microbit to the UN Sustainable Goals. And I learned that today for the first time because I'm pretty new to microbit. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. I'm pretty new to coding, period. I've done Scratch. I've done Code.org and so like that. So, but I'm new to that, to uh, the microbit. And I'm so excited to go back because I think the kids are going to have so much more buy-in mm-hmm. when we give them the, those goals that they get to work on. So today, I've, I've learned so much today. It was really exciting. Awesome. And then Linda is one of the people that just amazed Dr. Chan and I when we went out to her school to visit, and they had all these amazing projects. You, you, I know it's nothing to do with microbits. It kind of is, because it's computer yeah. science STEM-ish. Oh, yeah, But definitely. could you tell us a little bit about those wonderful projects that your kids created with roller coasters? Yeah, we, it's the MESA program through UCR, and they compete um, at the college um, with about... 27 other schools in the area it's all over California and some outside of California and they did the first competition of the year is roller coasters Mm -hmm. and they're like 10 feet tall they do it with marbles they get to use anything outside of like um pre-made kits and um they do themes and they have to do 3D drawings with them and they have to do press releases and the competition is all based off of that. And we had three teams win this year out of five and they got to go to Knott's Berry Farm. So it was a lot of fun. And one of my favorite things about that was that they actually worked in teams to create these yes. projects. So the amount of collaboration that went into that uh, must have been just phenomenal to watch. Yes. Thank yeah, you. Our teams this year were spectacular. This was my best mm-hmm. year. Yeah, no, thank so. you for sharing. Mm-hmm. So what about you, Dominique? What are, what are your key takeaways from today? 
For me, I'm just excited to bring my excitement back to the classroom because one thing that I've tried to emphasize to my students all year round is that everything that we do here is not supposed to stay in the classroom. But now that I know that we can use our micro bits on a much grander scale to solve issues in our Mm -hmm. communities, issues in our own lives, issues around the world, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to give my students so much purpose. Yeah, yeah, to do. I Mm -hmm. I, I just love that 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 opportunity is available for them because we can do so much more than what we're doing now inside the classroom. But how can we take what we're doing in the classroom and affect the world? Because we all have the ability to do something positive. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And I loved how both of you are ideating with your teams in there, working on some potential solutions to those global problems so mm-hmm. thank you for participating katie did you want to say something i could see you're itching to no respond i'm to just this. i just i'm <laughs> honestly just so impressed with the teacher work that happened today in this workshops like you said so much brainstorming mm-hmm. and thinking about like dominique was saying leading with student passions mm. letting what students already care about and want to know more about guide the discussions and the problem solving in the classroom absolutely it was inspiring to see teachers planning for that mm-hmm. today. And those uh, lo- th- those problems could just start off with some local community problems that they're trying right. to solve, right? Uh, the amount of passion and excitement that can come out of solving something, you know, re- locally or regionally and then globally right. uh, it can just take kids in such a, an amazing direction right. and can really help to change change the world. Absolutely. I was just so inspired by all of the work that you were all doing today in there. The during the workshop, I heard a lot of questions come up, and it was funny. Alinda, I'm going to say something about you. <laughs> Alinda's students are very passionate about the projects they want to do, and sometimes as teachers we wonder, can we really do this? Is it too big? And her students were very determined, mm-hmm. and she's a little bit worried about it, but it's funny because Alinda showed the same characteristics today <laughs> when she was iterating for her project. She said, I think we're going to just get this done today. And I was like, well, we only have X amount of time. She said, we're going to do it. And I was like, oh, interesting. Just like your wow. <laughs> Amazing. And then uh, Dominique asked some amazing questions too mm-hmm. that I couldn't answer, but I pointed her into a different direction, and I learned so much from the questions that she asked mm-hmm. so just thank you for both being you is amazing yeah so they thank were you. they were really taking that inquiry based approach right they were ideating and then they were thinking about how they're going to attain their you know how they were going to get their solutions yes and part of that might have might have been dr chan right dr chan may have had those solutions but you know you she modeled perfectly today that she doesn't have all the solutions to any of the questions that you have that we have to kind of use the resources around us including you know google and chat gpt sorry i've got to throw that out there chat <laughs> gpt might have helped you today <laughs> might have helped you right and our network yeah too the network sure. of people that right. we have that's yes, why exactly. it's so important to do things like yes. this just yeah. to lean on one another okay so moving on to the next question uh, what are you currently doing with microbits in your own school districts? And Dominique, we'll start with you. Okay. So what I'm doing currently, I'm letting my students have a lot of fun with the microbits. I find little ways to incorporate projects into our content areas. And I was sharing with Sano earlier, um, for example, my students were starting our opinion writing unit. And so... The first day, we had discussions on what is a fact, what is an opinion, Um, then we had discussions on that. And then I had my my students code characters that would explain to me as um, the difference between a fact and an opinion, as if I did not know anything about it. And so they had a lot of fun Mm -hmm. with that. When we're doing, we're 
multiplication, they will use the micro bit to create their own math problems and the answer will pop up on the on the micro bit. So we find ways for them to code in the areas that we're learning in the classroom. So we have a lot of fun with it. So I, I know my mm-hmm. students love it. It's the best part of the day for them. Yes. And you're, you're doing that integration piece. That's yes. so important where it all just fits together. Yes. Yes. Thank you. What about you, Linda? Well, my kids are with me, my Mesa kids. Um, I have three teams working on just Mesa Day stuff, and then I have three teams working on the Innovation Day. So hoping to come up with some good projects. Um, but I'm I'm thinking about implementing it with my ELD students mm-hmm. because I really they're really quiet, mm-hmm. and I need them to start um, talking and communicating with each other and. I think that this will be exactly what they need because they I, they can work in teams and I love that the micro bits talk with each other and they'll have to communicate to get that done. So I'm excited to put it in with my ELD kids. I saw something kids. really exciting lately that you just reminded me of. Um, one of the teachers that I work with created uh, had her kids uh, participate in some micro bit projects and then the kids had to reflect using Flip. So you just reminded oh, me of yes. building that academic discourse using Flip. She gave them some scaffolds to help support them as they were explaining what their projects were about. So it was just taking their leadership and their reflections to another level by you know recording it and then getting other people to respond to their their, their reflections and them responding to other people. It built those communication skills as well. I mean, that's that was such great. a great idea because yeah. I use Flip all the time in the mm-hmm. classroom, and so, I do it with my ELD kids. To awesome. get them to talk. So I just may take that yeah. and run with it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Before we move on to the next question, though, I was, I was wondering, Katie, uh, whether you've seen some things at school districts that you've just been so impressed with that you want to you wanna share? Yes. Uh, you know, honestly, something I saw today, it was in a video that Dr. Chan played um, as part of one of the thinking routines, and the teacher was sort of demonstrating how students begin to um, break down a problem, essentially. Mm -hmm. And he actually had his students start by looking at last year's students' projects. Mm. And I thought that was really powerful because sometimes we think we have to keep this like veil of mystery over everything and and Mm -hmm. we have all this control and power in the classroom of like, you can know it when I say you can know it because I'm, you know, I'm guiding everything. and But the reality is nobody exists in a vacuum. We don't want to isolate our students. We don't want to compartmentalize things beyond like the scope of actual reality. And when you say, like, let's look at what someone else did, even if you're about to do that thing, that's, that's how we improve our world. We examine mm-hmm. our current state. We examine our current structures and systems, and we examine, evaluate, discuss, and we look back before we look forward mm-hmm. so that we don't make the same mistake. And so I thought that was really just that one act of looking at last year's students' projects mm-hmm. and reflecting on them. Yeah. Wonderful. was really powerful. Yeah, thank you. All right, so moving on to our final question so you've had some experience with microbits. What is one advice, one piece of advice you would give to others who are using microbits for the first time? Why don't we just start with you, Katie, with this one? Like if they're using it for the first time, what might you? Yeah, my advice would actually be just remember the name of today's workshop, mm-hmm. which is changing the world bit by bit. And the idea of little change, that just yeah. little by little we can make big improvements um, and, mm. and the benefit of actually taking small steps is the change is likely to be more long lasting. In other words, if we make big change overnight, mm. it can change back overnight. 
So sustainable, meaningful change actually comes very slowly. So if you feel like something's taking a long time in your life or going very slowly, that can actually be a really good thing. So my advice is um, start slow and celebrate small gains, emphasis on the all in the small. I love that. Thank you. That's from you. Dr. Chan, by the way. That's one of Dr. <laughs> Chan's <laughs> lessons. Good job. Wow. By the way, Dr. Chan works with me. So. <laughs> um, I love that. Thank you. And then what about you, Elinda? What would you give as your piece of advice as an educator who's in the classroom working with these micro bits? I would say no matter how intimidated you feel, mm-hmm. take it and run with it. You will learn mm-hmm. so much from your students. I have learned more from my students than I could have ever learned in a classroom, you know, with, with you guys, Mm -hmm. (laughs) no offense, but, um, they figure it out. Yeah. And that's how we figure it out. We learn from them. Great advice. Thank you. And what about you, Dominique? I would actually agree with that. Um, I, I would say don't be afraid of. It's okay to not know how to use the micro bit. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot that you can do with it. And like she was saying, Mm -hmm. you can learn with your students. And Mm -hmm. it's okay if you try to do a project and it doesn't come out the way you intended the first time, because I try to tell my students, failure is okay. We learn from our mistakes. And so if you don't know how to do something or your code came out wrong or you meant for your sound to be, I don't know, I don't know. I would just say embrace the mistakes because they're going to come. Absolutely. And with that, I do, I do have to talk to you about a little bit about, actually, I'm going to throw it over to Dr. Chan to talk a little about, a bit about what we hope is the outcome of today's workshop, because it is all leading up to this innovation day, which is going to be so exciting for our Microbit Professional Learning Network and the people that came today. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So I want to start first with um, our hope with computer science is always the expansion of it across our county and um, Riverside County as well, we want to give access to all of our students and let them know that they are capable of being computer scientists. Um, So we would like to make sure that they're included um, in all of these efforts. So that's the first part. The second part is innovation day for sure. So we want students to think about somebody beyond them, not just themselves, but think about who else is out there who can we develop for to make the world a better place? And that's what Innovation Day is all about, is taking Microbit, these physical computing devices, using the hardware and software that work together to get a product and you know, come up with something for the greater good of the people around our community. So it's really that, just thinking about where in their heart they see is an area that they love, that they wanna work on um, for the greater good of mankind. Thank you so much for sharing this valuable information, Katie, Dominique, and Alinda. We really appreciated uh, everything that you had to talk to us about today. It has been such a pleasure having this conversation with you all. The work that you are doing is, is, is inspirational, and we're so thankful to have you here at SBCSS. Yes, thank you so much. Um, I can't thank you enough. It is just a pleasure to be with all of you today. You are all amazing. I look up to you. (laughs) A lot of people are like, what? You do? I I do. I think you are all amazing. You're inspirational. And just keep doing what you're doing. Fill bucket. You make my, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's the same. My my heart is overflowing right now (laughs) with just so much love and joy. And I'm just, I feel truly blessed to have you all here. And I do want to ask uh, you all just to say your Twitter handles out loud, if you don't mind, if you remember them. (laughs) Katie, what's yours? Mine is at Katie Henry Days. Awesome. I have one. (laughs) 
What's your um, school Twitter? I will make one today. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, well, it's coming soon. Don't eat. And I'm at <laughs> underscore Black Miss Frizzle. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you to our listeners. If you have any more questions or you'd like more information about microbits, please contact myself or Dr. Chen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Join us next time for more bits and bytes of digital learning and computer science. And remember, if you're hungry for more, you can simply text DLS News to 22828 or find us on Twitter at SBCSS underscore EdTech.